You're listening to Cruel Runnings. Hey guys, Jake here. It's coming down to the wire in our tow world. On Tuesday, we almost finished blocking. The bodies in this play are doing some unbelievable things. Among what you can expect to see if you come see our play, count a human pull-up machine, a chorus of theater critics from the past, an orchestra of suicide notes, and a lot of fart sounds. Finished the second collected works today. Humble brag. The last section was entirely Artaud's reviews of the paintings and literature of the France of his day. It's mostly impenetrable. Uh, I haven't been googling the painters or the works he's been discussing. But, knowing what you know about Artaud, you'd assume he'd be a hardliner, right? Each of you a scathing punishment for not living up to his revolutionary standards. But Artaud, in these moments, kind of just feels like a critic. Exactly the kind of critic he lambasts when they're reviewing his own work. And more often than not, he seems to like what he sees. Listen. Quote, Van Dongen is in the process of losing in artists' eyes what he is gaining in the eyes of the fringes of society. Or maybe even all of society, I can't really tell anyway they are the same thing. Only his portrait of Rapaport still contains some of the qualities which once made this artist worthwhile. Madame Marval is sweet to look at, delightful, fascinating, and indescribable in her young girl in garden, but less so in her bouquet with its stained glass look. Suzanne Valadon is a great artist, a little gloomy, but profound. I would advise publishers to ask this artist to illustrate Fleur de Mal. O. Frise carries on an all-out struggle against the horror of sweeping dusks, giving even his smallest paintings the hurly-burly of frescoes. Here and there, the sparkling of crushed gems attempts to shine through under the ponderousness of classical wrestlers at grips with the rocks. For himself, he has a lot of very specific stipulations about what art should mean and do. But on the other hand, his idea of other people's good art, especially outside the realm of theater, seems to be more based on a sliding scale. This week, We've got Artelier's co-founder, Trey Fillmore, who takes us beat by bread-making beat through his own J.K. Simmons whiplash moment while training at a conservatory. And then, the return of Zai Alakan, who reads a highly persuasive letter from Artaud to the actor Ida Mortemar, convincing her to take on a part that would require, what else, a great deal of farting. Enjoy. Oh geez, it's a it's a it's an interesting story, and it's it taught me how to value process uh, more so. So I didn't go the traditional route, I guess, of of training. I was at a university for a little bit, and I saw that I was not happy, and I saw that um, I decided I wanted to go to New York. I just wanted to, I needed to be here to learn, and. I started looking for opportunities, and one of the first opportunities I saw as a full-time training immersive program was a brand new one, and it was actually brand new from an old place, and this was at HB Studio, and we had, in high school theater, watched Uta Hagen's videos of her classes, and you saw 
actors, famous actors in the interviews, Whoopi Goldberg, and, and you just, it just seemed like a great environment to learn. Something drew me to it. I'm not too sure what, I still don't know if I'm sure, but it was, uh, I was drawn. And that was one of the first places I applied. I applied to a few places and, and didn't even make it to the auditions because uh, the first time I've ever been to New York City was for my audition for HB Studio. And I show up and I thought no one was as rambunctious as me. I'm young. I was 18 at the time. And uh, I had just drove in the night before at 2 a.m. from Virginia, from Richmond, to New York City. I'm up. I'm ready to go for my morning audition for this brand new training program full time. And I see this girl. I see this girl in, in, in the room and she's a beautiful, gorgeous woman from Mexico. Oh, yeah. She flew in the night before as well from Mexico and was flying in the same day. And I said, oh, this girl's got me beat. I was defeated. I do my audition. I think it went well. And it did. I got in. I got into the class. It was a starting class of 12 people. Who else is in that class but the Mexican girl? Who knew? Uh, and we were the only two young ones, really. We were the only two young ones in that in the class. Um, she ended up becoming one of my very good friends. And because we were assigned to be scene partners in the second half of that year, uh, scene partners, we had this scene study class uh, about three times a week for almost four hours. It was very intensive. And, and we were assigned each a scene from a play. Oh, I, I don't have the play on the top of my head. It was uh, this girl's driving through a blizzard uh, in Alaska or something. She got there somehow, and, and she wakes up in some guy's cabin. And that's... Do, you know it. Oh, man. I forgot the name of it. Uh, we rehearsed every day. Uh, but the only hitch was we had a brand new teacher, uh, new to the semester. He wasn't part of our mesh creating this small ensemble uh, and, and training us uh, to this point. He jumped in with his own things. Uh, he is a, 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 a very successful actor, I'd say. He's been on a few HBO shows. He, it, was, it was an honor. They made it seem like it was a huge honor to work with him. And to his credit, he was a very brilliant man, and he still is. He's also very passionate. And he is the teacher that you see, what, Whiplash? You know Whiplash, the drum teacher? Yeah, that's this guy, but with acting. J.K. Simmons. He was J.K. Simmons uh, with, with a big baby boomer hair haircut. Like future, uh, like Zap Brannigan from Futurama. <laughs> it was like brown at the time. Um, but at first it was an honor, you know, just to, to be in the room with him. And he seemed very excited. And, and, and when he first talked, he would, he, would, he would always cry all the time. He was just very emotional. He would cry all the time. Um, so it was interesting to, to, to get into work with him. Well, so we started rehearsing our little scene, me and, 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 and the girl from Mexico. Her name's Marcella. She's a great friend of mine still. Uh, very talented, beautiful, um, very young. And so we're both jumping in. We're ready to go. We just had a whole first half year of just technique class, 20 hours a week. We're ready to go. Um, so we start getting our stuff together. At HP Studio, it's all about the things and the stuff. We say things are the stuff of life. you got to practice with everything in the room, know where everything is, every little detail. If you look around, if you're listening and you look around your room right now, there's stuff everywhere. Every little thing we had to bring in and rehearse with. Um, and, and so that's what we were taught. So me and her in rehearsal, we're rehearsing the scene. And, and we had the scene where she wakes up from the blizzard the very first time. Um, or is trying to get out of bed, I should say, because that's a whole long scene. So she's trying to get out of bed, and I had just been overnight baking bread, and I'm taking bread out of the oven. 
Well, in order to deal with bread, I was told, as a responsible student, I should learn how to bake bread. I didn't have money at the time. I definitely didn't have money at the time. But I decided to go out and find the things I needed uh, to bake bread and learn how to do it. In our first rehearsals with this man, he was very stern, very quiet. He seemed to put a lot of pressure on me and this woman. I think he just didn't like young people. He, he had a big thing about like meditating, not in the Buddhist way, but just meditating, sitting down and closing your eyes before scene started. And the people that did do that, he didn't interrupt them or do anything. And the people that decided not to, he would... There are little signs of, of when and why he would get so vicious. In the scene, she has to pick up a spoon, but she hasn't moved in 24 hours, and she was uh, hypothermia, and, and, and so she has to l pick up a spoon and drop it like that. So we get to that point in the scene. Um, I'm still learning how to bake bread. I haven't really gone into it yet. So she gets to the table as we're running through the scene. She's picking up the spoon, and she drops it, and he just goes, what the fuck are you doing? You really going to try doing that without practicing it first? She'd been practicing forever. You all need to work on this. Or you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Blah, 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 blah. And later on, and I think it all came to a head when we're in class, we're ready. I just had to calm down Marcella in the hallway. She's already crying, anticipating. She's got this weird confidence because she's like, no, but I've been dropping the spoon for hours at my house late into the night, practicing dropping this spoon. And I myself, I have all my bread shit with me. I'm just, I'm, I got flour everywhere. I've been working. I stayed up like 6 a.m. that night, you know, making this yeast that I'm kneading in the play and practicing with my lines so I'm not even thinking about it. At this point, I'm a bread master. I can make bread and, and, and do the whole text of Hamlet. I got it. I got it down. I work so hard. I'm sitting there with the bread. I put it down. Um, we, we never really were like, begin. There was no like lights up. It's just, you know, the lights go down and you know you should be getting into it. So I'm sitting there making the bread. She starts to get out of bed and he goes, stop! Come back again next week. Didn't even start. And so, you know, picks up her stuff. We gotta pick up all our stuff. We have all this shit. We carry these huge suitcases to, suitcases to class every day with all this stuff. And um, and I got all my bread shit. I'm covered in flour. We didn't even say one word. Um, but my main concern was just going up to her. And, and, and in the hallway, of course, she's crying and broken down. And it really, it really did. If there was anything about the school was fantastic. I'm still in love with that school and that technique. And I appreciate everything they did for me. But I don't know why that didn't stop from day one. I, for me, it was a huge tale. Uh, and luckily, I got to later work, on, work at a, an art school very closely and see it with my own eyes. The more successful teachers were ones that were there for the students and not for themselves. No need to tell you I value this filthy, reviled part more than any other. Personally, I find it the finest in the play, and this is why I would like to see it played by a first-rate actress. Only an actress of such caliber would, could sustain it and make it believable by sincerity stemming from the highest intellectual level. 
I need not tell you this would be a wonderful chance for you to attract attention, even at the cost of scandal. I feel only real cretins could be scandalized in the presence of a character of this sort. I swear there is nothing in this world, even that which cannot be saved by deep sincerity. Only I need real, really emancipated people around me, really free minds. I believe a person's spirit, whatever it may be, can never allow itself to be disheartened by anything. Now I found free minds around me who nonetheless thought the situation was such as to be exceptional. I don't believe there are any exceptions to freedom, provided a deeply human sense arises from it, and that art, and especially theater, saves everything. Cruel Runnings is produced by Serena Berman and Jake Beckhard in association with Artilliers. Artilliers' inaugural season begins now. We are fully funded, but, of course, if you want to help us support our artists fairly, or augment what we can get away with as a theater company, or just generally believe in our mission to produce old plays in new ways and new plays in bold places, you can find us and support us further at artilliers.com or at www.facebook.com slash artilliers. That's A-R-T. I-L-L-I-E-R-S to learn more and to donate. Arto Arto tickets are now available. Shows begin September 1st at Theatre for the New City at the Dream Up Festival. Visit the Artillier's Facebook page for more info or the TNC website's Dream Up page where you can find our ticketing site. Thanks, guys. Keep it cruel. Cool.